Welcome back to a new episode of the Faith and Fashion Podcast. I'm your host, Katharina, and I'm honored to share this space with you, combining two of the most important and constant influences in my life. I'm excited to have you a part of this journey, and I want to thank you for taking the time to tune in and hear from not only my personal experiences and testimonies, but diving in into how spirituality and style are powerful forces that shape our lives, perspectives, and self-expression. Guys, I have never been more excited than ever to come back here and update you on what I'm passionate on discussing in this week's podcast. All throughout the week, I'm letting what comes to mind be my inspiration for the talking points I want to share here next. One thing that has been at the forefront of my mind is including God in my daily plans. And I'm going to share exactly how I do that. I can imagine when you're just starting out or even relearning how to build your relationship with God all over again, it can be confusing or even overwhelming and somewhat intimidating to know what to do and where to begin. So I'm hoping these will be helpful to jumpstart your journey and get excited about growing your faith. And the truth to that is there is no perfect way or even the right way, so to speak, of being a Christian. I think... We all are under the impression or understanding that you read your Bible, you go to church, and you pray. And those are all valuable and significant fundamentals, but what about your daily life when you're not in church? And the pressures of making your way through each day are bombarding you with work life, relationships, and your own personal struggles. It can be difficult sometimes to find a balance or find the time to have time, but it's not impossible. Podcasts, for example, are something great to listen to while driving or getting work done from home or even when going on a walk or sermons from your favorite pastors on YouTube or if your church live streams services that maybe you miss or aren't able to make it to in person. But what I'm talking about is even more simpler than that. And those are all still amazing ways to stay connected and be consistent. But how often do we make a conscious choice to include God as a part of our day and not just for service on Sunday once a week or the last prayer we make before we go to sleep? So here are some ideas and ways you can implement into your daily routine that I like to in my personal life. One thing I've always made sure to do, no matter what, before I leave the house and as soon as I get in my car, is pray for protection wherever I am and wherever I go, and that I am kept out of harm's way. And I also ask for the safety of the drivers around me because it is so unpredictable, and there are many aggressive drivers that are careless, even if you are driving defensively and being cautious. I ask God for good parking spaces, so if I'm going somewhere with a busy and packed parking lot, I ask that one would be provided for me, and without fail, time and time again, I, for the most part, always get one that I'm hoping for, and I feel so relieved when I do. And yes, I know, it's probably a silly prayer request. I like to talk to God and thank him for little blessings throughout the day, maybe a nice encounter I had with someone or the ease of getting something done without much hassle or the opportunity of waking up another day with the chance of fulfilling the purpose he has for me. 
I think something I could be better at that is such a simple thing to do is praying before my meals. I don't think hunger is an excuse at all, but sometimes I am so eager to eat that it slips my mind. But something, it is something that I'd like to practice getting better at. When I was a kid, I always did, but as an adult, we have to relearn or at least be more disciplined in our practice. And when I learned deeper, the essential of blessing our food, it is so much more meaningful than we realize. And it's a beautiful way of showing our gratitude for the Lord providing for our needs. Something I've been doing besides thanking God first thing in the morning is also reading a verse for the day and reading a page or specific chapter I'm in at the end of the day before I say my prayers before bed. Besides podcasts, I do like listening to hymns and Christian music to calm my mind and spirit or ease my anxiety of driving. When I was younger, I used to think listening to the same songs over and over is boring and there's no variety, but I've actually felt that way more now about modern music we hear that is trending over praise and worship songs. Oftentimes when I'm driving, and I see someone in need or a situation that I can see needs someone to step in and help, even if I'm not sure I can specifically help them, I always pray and ask God that he would intervene and put it on someone's mind or heart to take initiative in what needs to be done or provide the assistance that can be given. There are so many simple but beneficial ways we can include the Lord in our daily plans than we may realize besides just what I named, one being just talking to him like a friend. I think there's a lot of power in that alone. That is so underestimated. I believe God doesn't only want to know about your day and your concerns, but he wants to be a part of it and included in it. To end my discussion points of this one thing, I'd also like to have better practice in what I'd like to have better practice in, (laughs) sorry, the way that I word things sometimes, I'd also like to have a better practice in the Sabbath, meaning day of rest. In biblical tradition, and as written in the word, the seventh day of the week is for rest, and the original seventh day in which God rested after creation was completed. I have seen many comments under videos I've watched on those that are looking for the interest or the will to read their Bible. I get that. To some, it may feel like a chore forced upon you from a young age if you grew up in church or even as an adult. It can feel like a boring book with verbiage that can be difficult to understand. However, I truly believe the Bible is so poetic and beautifully written. You'll come to find that Jesus speaks in parables and metaphors. And besides how incredible it is that the Bible has a verse for literally everything we experience in life that we can use as a reference and guide, if you like stories and books that are action-packed with drama and things that will have you in disbelief, like a TV series or telenovela, you have the Bible to thank for because there is plenty of that. You just have to open it up and start reading. I even find inspiration to reread stories I grew up knowing because of how certain creators narrate and paint the picture for you speaking on how we would refer to the situation in today's day of age. It's very entertaining, but also insightful. 
Taking a sidestep from this, something I've always thought of over a period of time and very much as years have passed, is why certain things didn't pan out or work the way I imagined them to and had high hopes for. And that I'm actually glad in many ways it didn't now looking back. And that was something then that wasn't so easy for me to digest or understand. I used to love modeling just as much as singing growing up. And I had dreams of making it big. And per- and I pursued modeling for some time. And I was so frustrated why I couldn't get accepted into agencies in LA or even in my own city. A lot of the work I'd done and even gotten paid for was from finding things on my own and being my own representation. I did have some opportunities come my way, but they just never felt right, so I never pursued them. But so much of what I've seen and heard over time, the more it became clear to me, it just wasn't my cup of tea or everything that it was cracked up to be. I didn't think I'd ever be comfortable living out of a suitcase and having fluctuating income that is so on and off in periods of time where Even if you are signed, you could get zero bookings that were just not feasible to making a living or surviving off of, which none of those things should stop you, by the way, from fulfilling a dream. However, being in that industry can not only be harmful to your health, but safety. And I truly believe that there is so much evil in the entertainment industry that is so corrupt and so bizarre beyond belief that I'm actually thankful I never made it to seeing it far enough in to experience the nightmare that is sold as a daydream. I came across the story of this beautiful former model and dancer for J-Lo named Susie Perez that gave an image of how she was this absolute gorgeous and stunning bombshell in the early 90s and 2000s, but after having signed a modeling contract, she was human trafficked, sexually abused, and drugged, to which now she is no longer recognizable living on the streets. It is so incredibly heartbreaking how someone's dream can be robbed of them and their whole life too. But that is the kind of evil that exists in this world, unfortunately. It scares me, but you just never really know what you're being protected from, and my heart hurts for her and I pray for her soul. Something I've noticed now more than ever, especially with my favorite artists I've enjoyed watching and listening to, is how much spiritual warfare is taking place in the entertainment industry. There is so much symbolism of Satanism and just darkness that is considered as art that is being shown and commercialized, especially to children. And in it, so much of it mocks Christianity as well, which is extremely sad. Beyonce is one, besides her lyrics in her song Lemonade, referencing using the Bible as a tampon, and in her outfits featuring horns that symbolize, symbolize I'm sorry, half-human body with half-beast, it's called a baphomet, if I'm saying that correctly. We've seen Lil Nas X twerking on the devil for a show, which I believe at the time was not censored on YouTube. Um, should children come across it and now which i wish i didn't have to see it one of my favorites doja cat has now taken part in it with again the horns being in her recent music video and referencing herself as the devil even showcasing again um what 
also Beyonce was doing, but also having the Grim Reaper as her man, I suppose. I'm not sure. Uh, And then also being covered in blood, just super gory and disturbing imagery going on. And she stated in her lyrics that she'd rather be famous instead. And she pretty much didn't care what anybody else had to think about it. Which many allude what all these artists are doing as selling their souls. Now, I don't know if y'all have ever listened to Doja prior because none of this was what she was like starting out. Neither was Beyonce or Lil Nas X, but over time, this is what it all came to. And in many ways, including all of this being one uh, one reason, I have drifted from enjoying so much of what I used to, especially listening to these artists. It is so strange to me to go to such an extent and that it had to be so repetitive and so put in your face the way that it is. I'm glad that I never saw the actual music video or the song itself make its way onto my feed. I only researched from what I saw a creator talk about because I didn't know for the longest time what even happened to Doja and I haven't really these days been keeping up much with pop culture or avidly following along besides whatever happens to show up that I happen to stumble upon. It is so disappointing for sure and sickening too that they have to use their artistry and creativity to do that. But again, everything comes with a price. Fame in exchange for fortune, but goodwill or let alone even sanity or happiness at that. I haven't seen so much so far. The most mega stars you know of and pop starlets we've ever heard of lived the saddest and most tragic lives because fame and money are still not enough at the end of the day the takeaway i want you to get from this is what exactly are these lyrics and visuals doing for you when you're listening and watching maybe it's just a form of entertainment so it doesn't bother you and you don't think it will have any effect on you But words are extremely powerful and what we listen to and absorb does have an influence on us. Whether we believe it or not, I personally cannot consume heavy and dark things because it bothers and it weighs too much on my spirit for me to live and go about my life peacefully. And as disappointing as a lot of this is, It doesn't seem like much of a sacrifice to me to withdraw tuning in and supporting these kind of artists. It doesn't take away from their talent or how gifted they are musically, but it's what they're doing with the it's what they're doing with what they've been blessed with and how it is influencing the masses on a grand scale. Draw your own conclusions, use your discernment when something doesn't feel right to you. I love to see more outspoken Christians standing up for what's right and truly making notice of so many things this world wants you to be accepting of that just shouldn't be. I was listening recently to a podcast episode of Girls Gone Bible on their topic of cancel culture, and there was so much information that is so evident and true today in what we're living and experiencing right now, and I'm so happy to hear how they're using their platform to educate and decipher the right from wrongs that we are seeing and they're not afraid to go against the narrative and be criticized for it it's very empowering one thing i've been noticing a lot too that is pretty disheartening is the ways in which people will go to disprove god and make him out to be a fairy tale and that we pray to an imaginary person in the sky 
When tragedy strikes, as it has recently, so many will run at the first chance to say, why would God allow this? Or where is your God when this took place? For instance, the Maui fire disaster that recently happened, so many criticizing the works of God. And I don't blame them in the sense of their anger and hurt for others in such a time of chaos and sorrow, but it will blind them from seeing the good or even give the chance to understand or learn about the works of the Lord. I came across a video of how everything but a church was burnt to the ground there and how the place of the Lord was left untouched. Not even the grass surrounding it was burned. It was standing tall like nothing had taken place. And this has happened in other cases as well. And yet people are quick to run to the comment section to look for the scientific explanation for what kept it in place and upheld it besides ever looking to God whatsoever. Even I don't think I will always have the right answer for everything and there are many things beyond my knowledge and understanding. There are probably others who are well-versed and have more of an eloquent eloquent way of explaining than I do. But even then, I still think it wouldn't matter to those whose hearts are closed entirely. But no matter how much they try to make fun of or mock Christians and Christianity as a whole, There are also things science cannot disprove about God or have evidentiary support to explain. I will say, though, that prayer is powerful, even though you will see many say, we don't need prayers, we need action, we need something or someone to take control or offer solution in a situation. If only you knew what prayer does for you, how it can help you and those around you, and how it can benefit a situation where there seems to be no way out. People assume if they pray once and God doesn't give them what they asked for, then he failed to do his job, so to speak. But that's not how he works, and we're putting a limitation on who he truly is and how he should show up the way we want him to instead of the way he intends to. In the Bible, in Genesis, there is a city named Sodom and Gomorrah that was full of wickedness, and God pretty much took out the city by burning it to the ground. Thousands of years later, archaeologists found the actual Sodom and Gomorrah that was buried in sulfur along with ash and human bones. Now, in the Bible, God rained down burning sulfur to demolish the city. So much evidence and so many ready to form other explanations than to see it or to see for themselves, but it's there. I'm going to end this podcast by saying no matter how far I drifted away from the Lord and no matter what I ran to to explore and find other ways of believing and living my life, the one thing that never changed and always remained was God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you for sharing moments of your time here with me today. I pray with the intention set in mind that anything I've shared has given you value or been a blessing to you in some kind of way. Thank you always so much for the support and incredible feedback that I feel so blessed to receive. If you want to help this podcast grow and reach someone that needs it, you can do so by giving my podcast a rating on Apple or Spotify, being the easiest, a quick five-star rating with the click of a button on the app or share it with anyone you know that may benefit from it. If you'd like to contribute, you can visit the links in my bios on any of my socials or go to bit.ly slash supportcatspodcast. It is never an obligation or something I expect, but it does go right back into keeping this podcast alive. 
This is Kat encouraging you to grow your faith and embrace your self-discovery, drawing near to God and studying his word along with using your fashion senses as a tool to reflect the light within you and share it with the world. As you go about your day, may your choices in fashion be a reflection of your faith and may your faith guide you towards the choices that empower and uplift you. Catch you guys in the next podcast episode.